Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Wanderlust Wednesday. This is a bi-weekly series in which I feature individuals who are intrepid travelers, expats, or individuals in the travel industry to give you insight on destinations, careers, and other opportunities to help you live your ideal travel lifestyle. I'm April Thompson, creator of AbsoluteTravelAddict.com and TravelDreamersAcademy.com, both resources, again, to help you reach your travel goals. Today, I'm really excited to welcome Aisha Shakti Hakim. You can call her Shakti. She is an educator for just under 20 years, originally from Brooklyn, New York, but has lived in the Middle East since 2011. She graduated magna cum laude from City College with a BA and also has a Master of Science in Education, which means she's a cool nerd. So today we're going to talk a little about her experiences and education in the Middle East. So hello and welcome to Wanderlust Wednesday. Hi, April. It's really nice to be here. Thank you so much. Sure. Thanks so much for joining us. So... I guess I'm going to just dig in, and, and I guess one of the first questions I have is, you know, you born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, was an educator there, but what made you make that jump from Brooklyn to the UAE? Right. Well, my husband and I were ready to experience a different lifestyle, um, one where we could really make use of our skills. And in my case, as much as I love New York, especially Brooklyn, I knew um, that I wasn't really maximizing my grad school degree and my years of teaching experience. So moving to the UAE to teach allowed me and us to have incredible experiences, immerse myself in a different culture, and receive a very generous <laughs> compensation package, which was not a bad deal. Exactly. Well, that's awesome. Um, I, I you know, talk to a lot of people all the time, and they don't know what they could do when they move abroad and I always say you know what do you do now what what career set skill set do you have now because that's always typically something that you can use and take with you wherever you go so it's great Absolutely. to see that you are looking to leverage what you already have and not looking to recreate the wheel right right exactly so since you were already in education you were kind of already prepared to teach but what other things did you need, um, whether it be certifications or connections, networking, did you need to find um, the job and the opportunities that you eventually landed? Mm -hmm. Well, in the case of teaching, it actually happens to be one of those careers that in most other places around the world is highly sought after, especially if you're a teacher, if you're a licensed teacher with all of the appropriate certifications for your state. Uh, and of course, with a degree, um, having a teaching certificate and license as an English teacher is highly sought after throughout uh, the world, outside of America, and it's usually very highly compensated. So if you're going to move abroad to, to work, uh, teaching is certainly one really excellent way to do that. Uh, and in this case, there are no connections needed. Um, I simply ap applied for the position through a recruiting agency named TeachAway, and it was really that simple. Easy enough. So for individuals that may not currently have degrees in education, is it still something that they can and should pursue and just a matter of getting those certifications through different means or 
Absolutely, absolutely. It also really depends on where folks are interested in uh, moving to. In the Middle East region, um, the majority of the Middle Eastern governments prefer for their teachers and, in fact, insist on their teachers being licensed and certified. There are other parts of the world, especially like in Southeast Asia, where that's not the case. Southeast Asia, some parts of uh, Latin America, where if you have TEFOL or the TESOL teaching uh, English as a second language, those certifications uh, are often enough. So it really just depends on the part of the world that folks are interested in in terms of teaching. Okay. That makes sense. I hear a lot of those um, acronyms getting floated around in, in discussions about teaching. Mm-hmm. So when someone's considering teaching English or teaching in the UAE, what are the, I guess, top skills or characteristics or things that would make a great teacher? I mean, I know their general understanding of English language and the ability mm-hmm. to convey or, you know, lecture, et cetera. But what are other skills and characteristics do you think are key for teaching in this region? Right. right. Well, I think one of the main things people have to be extremely clear about is that the Middle East is an entirely different culture from the West. And while most of the countries in the GCC region, meaning uh, Qatar, Bahrain, Oman, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, and I think Kuwait is part of the GCC as well, they have varying degrees of westernization and modernization. They are still Middle Eastern. Um, They still have a culture that is very different from what most Westerners are used to. And so what that means is that you'll be uh, in a part of the world where um, freedom of speech is not a given, a part of the world that is not run as a democracy, a part of the world where various restrictions are placed upon you to varying degrees, depending on which part of the GCC you're in. So, for instance, if you're in Dubai, which is one of the emirates of the UAE, it's way more modern than other areas, but there's still restrictions that are placed upon you, but it's nowhere near as strict as Saudi Arabia. So I think that folks um, oftentimes get... um, get the sense that moving to Dubai or moving to the UAE or some of these other countries that they've heard of is very glamorous and very wonderful and fabulous. And on the surface, it can be. But right underneath that, I think it's very important to note that the culture really is much different. And it's important to be clear about the cultural differences and what you may be in for if you were to actually live here. Um, As far as top characteristics to teach in this region, um, I would say a very strong sense of humor, patience, and the ability to deal with every imaginable curveball possible. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally understand. I've visited Dubai um, and Abu Dhabi, and it's definitely glamorous and and all of that, but you hear and you talk to people and you, you, you know, see how things are are different, slightly different in in some instances, but I I can see living there how you'd really have to adjust or at least be prepared for what you can see. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a big cultural difference. And um, when you you visit, um, it's one thing, but actually living in the culture is an entirely different thing, which is true no matter which part of the world you're in. But again, um, Middle Eastern uh, culture is far different than what most Westerners are are used to. And there's certain restrictions and and things that are part of the lifestyle here that uh, many folks may not expect. And so it's important to be aware of those before making a move. 
Exactly. So all of these nuances or differences aside, what have been some of the most rewarding experiences um, since you've been living and teaching there? I think the most rewarding experience, there have been many, um, cultural immersion has been amazing. And also just on a very basic level, the UAE is very, very close to many parts of Asia, Africa, and Europe. It's pretty central to a lot of places. Mm -hmm. So my ability to travel has increased way more um, than it did when I was in New York. I mean, I traveled here and there when I was in the States um, to various countries in Central uh, America, but um, since living out here, I've been able to travel way more than um, I did before, and that's been fantastic, an extremely rewarding experience. Yeah, I'm I'm all for anything that allows for more travel, um, and definitely being in the UAE, you're kind of a gateway to so many amazing places, so that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess kind of taking what you talked about a little earlier to the next level, outside of, you know, some of the cultural nuances, what are three myths you'd like to dispel about life and work in that region? Mm -hmm. um, I think the three primary myths it's important to dispel. Um, the first one is that this part of the Middle East is extremely safe. Um, I think when people hear the phrase Middle East, they immediately think of conflict zones, uh, Syria, um, Iraq, Iran, etc. And certainly there, there's quite a bit of, of conflict and issues there. But this particular part of the Middle East is actually incredibly safe. Um, so that's one myth. Uh, a second myth is that, uh, contrary to what many people might believe, again, in this part of the Middle East, here in the UAE, there's a lot of religious tolerance. And so you don't have to be Muslim to live here. There are quite a few people who are Christian, and there are churches, and they attend uh, churches, and uh, there are various religions, and people are able to practice their religion freely with, with no issues. And also, there's more westernization than I think people might otherwise um, think exists out here. So those are the three that I would dispel. Okay. Yeah, and those are definitely things I've observed as well. And it's really surprising when, you know, you mention a place and people automatically have these initial thoughts about what it is, what it would be like, and really have no basis for that outside of, I guess, media <laughs> and mm -hmm. whatever other things they've heard from people. So, yeah, those are Definitely. three great myths um, to dispel. Mm -hmm. So given that um, you're having a great time, um, you're enjoying what you do for work, you're getting to travel to more places, and, um, you know, you're enjoying the modernization and a lot of Western things, what are some things that you miss most about being in the United States, if anything? Oh, I miss a ton of things. I think, you know, when you when you live outside of your home country, wherever that might be, there are always going to be things that you're homesick for. Mm -hmm. um, in my case, especially coming from New York, um, I, I guess I'm a stereotypical New Yorker. I just feel like New York has everything. So I miss the uh, the diversity of, of foods and people there in New York. I think the main thing I miss about New York and the states in general, though, is freedom of expression and freedom of speech. Okay. Um, 
there is a media here, and of course the news is reported, but again, the the country here, as is true of countries throughout the Middle East, are run by uh, sheikhs and or um, uh, religious leaders. Uh, so they're theocracies, and so there's not the same level of free speech that you'd find in the States. Um, and for those who think that the United States doesn't have free speech, <laughs> you have to live somewhere where that's definitely not the case to really appreciate how much freedom of speech is in the United States, or at least alternative options, uh, non-mainstream media outlets to get your news and other sources of media um, when you feel as if the mainstream media is not quite as forthcoming as maybe you think they should be. So definitely freedom of expression and freedom of speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we complain so much about the media in the U.S. and how horrible it is, but I mean, at least there's something there and then there, you know, there are those options that are out there. And again, like you said, you don't know what you really would miss until you don't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you talked a, a good bit about travel, teaching, living in the UAE. Um, there are a lot of people that are listening that are a bit hesitant to do what you've done. And even some that are hesitant to leave the United States for whatever reason, you know, fear of, of not being safe, fear to go by themselves, not sure what would happen, not sure where to go. What kind of advice um, would you offer to individuals who have this desire to see the world or maybe move abroad, but don't think they can do it for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. I think if you care about learning more about the world around you and expanding your mind, travel is the best way to do it. There's nothing like actually traveling to experience the reality of the world, the planet that we live on. It, it doesn't compare to reading or watching TV or any other any other options. Traveling is really the only way to truly understand and experience uh, the world. Um, and that's extremely important if you're someone who cares about expanding yourself. Um, there is nothing to be afraid of. I've often hear people say that. And the reality is that you can start small. You can start by exploring the Caribbean. You can start by exploring Latin America and then areas further out from America. Um, and with basic uh, planning, you can definitely afford to travel. You can Google to find fare deals, cheap airfare websites, and safe and affordable places to stay in which exist. So I think in terms of safety, of course, there are places around the world that are not safe, and that's something that you could research. You can go to the United States um, government site to get a sense of which locations they consider unsafe, and even with that, do more research. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really just think about the types of uh, experiences you want to have, the type of uh, environments and climates you want to experience. And then once you begin to put those pieces together, you can do research about where in the world reflects those desires, mm-hmm. uh, where in the world um, those desires can be met safely, that curiosity can be met safely, and then start with research about affordable uh, parts of the world to travel to and affordable fair deals, because they're out there. They're definitely out there. So yeah. that would be my advice. And it's wonderful advice. And I think um, a recurring thing that I'm seeing with a lot of people is, you know, getting that clarity on what what it is that you really want and then figuring out how to map that to particular destinations or specific experiences. And I think once you do that, everything else just 
kind of just falls into place. Of course, research, but getting clear on what you want and where in the world you can get that uh, really makes a big difference. But great advice. Yeah, clarity. Yeah, absolutely. Clarity has to be the first step. And then mapping it out from there, it'll fall into place more easier. It's one thing to say, oh, I want to travel, I want to go abroad, but you really have to narrow that down. Are you someone who would prefer a cold weather environment? If so, then places in Europe would probably be more uh, interesting to you. If you're someone who prefers a warmer weather environment, then you might want to look into, again, the Caribbean and places that are not too far outside of America to sort of uh, dip your toe in the in the travel water, so to mm-hmm. speak. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, you know, you've given us some great general travel advice, but for the individuals that are looking specifically to teach in the UAE, you've actually created a course to help them better navigate that experience. Can you tell us a little more about this course and who it's great for and how people can um, find out more and enroll? Sure, absolutely. Just to clarify, the course is not specific to the UAE. The course is for any Western teacher, Western meaning those who are licensed and certified in the United States, Mm -hmm. and specific countries where there's heavy recruitment. And so those countries would be uh, the UK, uh, Ireland, South Africa and certain countries in Europe where there's very heavy recruitment for uh, licensed certified teachers. So if you're someone from a Western teacher from any of those areas and you're interested in the Middle East in general, not just the UAE, my course is designed to give you the real deal, (laughs) nitty gritty bottom line of what to expect culturally, of what you're really in for in terms of student behavior, um, cultural nuances, unspoken rules that your recruiter will not tell you, um, not because there's anything horrible going on, but because it's not their job to give you a crash course in cultural etiquette. It's their job to hire qualified people and get them into um, the region. So my course is designed for teachers who have a strong interest in moving to the Middle East in general. Uh, or who are already on their way but feel as if they need a lot more uh, information about what to expect once they arrive in whatever country in this region they'll end up in. And it's also really good for teachers who are already in the Middle East who feel like they might be on the edge of burnout (laughs) because that can happen in any field, but Mm -hmm. especially teaching. So the course, um, again, in addition to um, breaking down the nitty-gritty cultural nuances and unspoken rules and what to expect, it also focuses in on culturally relevant behavior management strategies um, that are really the crux of being a successful teacher anywhere, but especially here in the Middle East, where, again, the culture is very different, and knowing what to expect and how to approach your students respectfully um, from the the foundation of their own culture will help tremendously. So that's who the course is for. And um, as far as finding it, it's the website is https colon uh, uh, two forward slash coursecraft.net forward slash courses forward slash Z as in zebra, 9, P as in Peter, K as in kite, and the letter 8. 
So again, that's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash coursecraft.net forward slash courses forward slash Z as in zebra, the number nine, P as in Peter, K as in kite, and the number eight. Um, also, I have a newsletter that folks can subscribe to if they are interested. It's a weekly newsletter, and they can find that at https colon forward slash forward slash tinyletter.com forward slash shockhawk. That's S-H-A-K-H-A-K. Okay, perfect. So I'll be sure to link your course craft course um, so individuals can find it. It's called Teach So Your Students Listen, Effective Behavior Management Strategies for Western Teachers in the Middle East, mm -hmm. and also your your newsletters so they can have weekly updates um, about what's going on in the Middle East, teaching and living in the Middle East. Yes. Perfect. Well, thank you so very much for joining me today for Wanderlust Wednesday. I hope thank you, you enjoyed so much. it. And yes, well. I hope, great. And I hope everybody else um, got a little more insight on what life and um, teaching in the Middle East can be like. And if you're interested in um, pursuing this career path, definitely check out these resources and get started on your next journey. Thank you so much, April. It was a real pleasure speaking with you. You're welcome. All right, until next time, you guys, happy travels, and I'll talk to you soon.